Hi, and welcome back to the Humans Inside the Pods. In this third episode, I chat with Sophie. Sophie is one of the most bubbly, graceful, and biggest-hearted person I know. She's a dancer who moved into our co-living house with her mom and sister two years ago. We cover a lot during this conversation. We talk about how it is her mother who introduced her to co-living, how living in such a community teaches you about yourself, about giving, gifting, and handling change. We both agree on how much the house has enabled us to do more and dare more to follow our hearts and be ourselves. We address growth and questioning our ways. We also talk privacy when sharing a bedroom with five other people. We talk about the honeymoon period of moving into a new home. And we try to figure out the ultimate housemate number. I realize after listening to it again that there are three things that we mentioned that might not be obvious for some people. Sophie talks about Borderland, Slack, and Canine Talks. Borderland is a smaller and European version of the Burning Man Festival happening in Denmark. Slack is a channel-based messaging platform to help teams to organize themselves. And the Canine Talks are talks within the house inspired by the TED Talks during which people share about their passion, experience, and skills. Now that you know everything, I hope you enjoy it. Okay. Hello, Sophie. Hey, Morgan. <laughs> How are you? I'm very good. How are you? I'm great. Thanks. Uh, as I'm going to say, as usual, I've only had two episodes before you, but <laughs> <laughs> I know you and we kind of know each other. But um, could you maybe introduce yourself uh, for anyone who's listening and not knowing who you are? Yes. Uh, well, first of all, thank you for having me. I'm um, been so excited to be a part of your podcast I know it's something you have been dreaming about for a long time now so congratulations on finally getting started with it amazing finally yeah three years in the making <laughs> yeah I think I heard about it two years ago when I first moved into K9 so I'm so happy that now it's actually happening <laughs> and yeah, I get yeah. to be on it <laughs> right How amazing is that no but uh My name is Sophie, and I am 23, turning 24 next week. Oh my God. So, birthday. (laughs) 10 years older than you. But anyway, moving on. (laughs) Um, I would say I am a dancer. I've been dancing my whole life. Uh, Would now describe me also as a bit of a co living freak. I'm Danish and a huge fan of sharing circles. That is such a nice intro. I don't know what to <laughs> dive into first. Like everything is okay. Let's go first. Uh, Co living freak. What is that? I mean, I know what it is, but what is it? <laughs> it's a uh... A thing you don't know exists before you suddenly become one. Uh-huh. I, uh, I can start by saying why I moved into say how you become a freak in this circus afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, so as I mentioned, I am a dancer, have been dancing since I was five year old, five year old. And, uh, then when I was done with my uh, gymnasium education, which I assume high school, uh, 
I was about to take the next step. Okay, am I supposed to continue dancing or get a get a real education? And I thought, okay, dancing have given me so many nice experiences and have really been like the compass in my life and I will keep navigating after that. And that was what brought me to Stockholm. Two weeks I'm about before I start uh, ballet academy in in Stockholm. I still don't have a place to live, so I'm a bit stressed about whole, that whole situation. Plus, my mom and sister also wanted to join me. They both were like, my sister was having a gap year, and my mom was like ready for a new adventure. And we were like, okay, we gotta move to Stockholm together, just get like Sophie settled a bit, then get her started on her new education. And we were like talking so much back and forth. Okay, where should it be? How are we going to do this? And my mom uh, mentioned, what about uh, co-living? And we have never ever talked about co-living before in our family. We didn't know anyone who'd done it. And But I like, I trust my mom a lot. Like she's the coolest person ever. And I was, she she's is. done something like similar before, I assumed. She knows what, what this would be about. And we uh, Googled a bit back and forth and couldn't find anything. And then I like texted a friend of a friend and oh, she knew someone that had once had lived in, uh, in this place called Tech Forum. We should try to contact her. And I contacted her immediately. And she's like, yeah, it's super cool. Apply. Uh, I lived in the bunks. And I was like, I don't even know what bunks is. And I like Googled it a bit. I was like, this this looks nice <laughs> fancy bunks yeah <laughs> fancy bunks uh and then i found a tech farm and had an interview and i with the the former recruitment uh stefan and i was like i can't only move in with my mom and sisters going with me and he's like yeah yeah that's gonna be fine it's gonna be fine so i was like okay that's gonna be no problem in that case and the next morning he texted me hey do you still want to live in k9 i was like yes like I was super excited about the co-living, but I was also very happy to get a place to live. Since room, yeah. <laughs> School in two weeks. Um, and then, yeah, I uh, moved in here, here the 3rd of September. So I'll have soon my sec- two years anniversary. Mm-hmm. It's going to be super cool. And uh, my mom and sister moved in like uh, two weeks after me. And yeah, my mom have lived here for one and a half year and my sister is still living here with me. And it's been uh, it's been quite a, a journey, I would say. And now you cannot imagine anything like a co-living. Like this is life. This is how we are supposed to live. This is how I want to live the rest of my life with a bunch of amazing people. Like you come knowing no one in a city, and you have, without knowing, suddenly fifty new family members. How amazing is that? yeah i can totally relate it's funny <laughs> i i actually remember um stefan so the the former recruiter uh telling at a house uh, meeting that he had been contacted by a family and i think it was the first for us at least uh, during my time there uh that a, a mom with kids would i mean he said a mom with kids so i think we all pictured like kids. yeah <laughs> <laughs> And, and I think we were all a bit like, oh, wow, that's, that's going to be a new challenge. And then he explained, no, no, they're like adult kids. <laughs> um, 
but uh i think yeah i, I remember being a bit like wow how is this going to work like it's a different dynamic yeah. you know mother two daughters uh and it's been so amazing i mean having your mom around has been <laughs> magic and of your of course you as well and your sister but yeah I, I it's funny how you send me back to that moment i really remember it it was super interesting for us because we didn't really know what this tech farm was about and what it would actually say to live in a co-living so when we applied and like we didn't we didn't know what we was getting into to be honest and when I got here I had no idea that it was kind of like a oh what do you guys feel about a family moving in I had no clue that this was like a topic in the house at all and people have been like kind of skeptical because this is going to be the first time how is it going to be like like now when I've lived here for two years of course it's a discussion you need to have but I didn't at that time I was like oh yeah we're just moving in here la 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 yeah. and then <laughs> you're like it's one of the specificity okay. of canine right is that everyone is so involved in everything it's like it's it's your home and for it to be your home you need to be in control of things and yeah uh, I think probably the same thing happened when uh, Nate and his kids moved in and it was kind of like okay now it's actually a kid and and same thing I mean I think maybe some people were skeptical but it turns out to be the best thing I mean that kid is amazing exactly and um, I think it's so healthy as well for a community like ours that is, has a tendency, you got to say, to kind of like uh, be a bit, uh, yeah, secluded and always uh, with themselves to, to get, yeah, to get sometimes uh, new people that have a different dynamic and bring fresh ideas and fresh blood. <laughs> that, that's no. Not really, but yeah. but um, I think that's like, when it comes to a family moving in or kids like it's all about are we ready for changes like our brains want to kind of stay safe and be yeah. like this is known this is this is what we are used to do but when you mm -hmm. live in a co-living with 50 people there's going to be changes all the time and this is what you need to be prepared for and then one person moving in is probably maybe not going to be the biggest changes, but then like a family moving in. Okay. Is this going to change the whole house? This is just like, we don't know in what direction it's going to go. And it can be super scary to get like, to feel like we have no control over the situation. But often I feel that changes is an opportunity to something completely new. And what is exciting about this house that, you want new things to happen because this is the way we're going to grow personally Completely. and as a community. Yeah, I, I so agree. I think my best example is that I remember, I think it was almost three years ago now, that there was this two or three people wanted to have this specific party and I personally thought it was stupid. <laughs> I mean, the, the concept, the theme or whatever. I don't know exactly why I thought it was stupid, but I was against it for some reason. And it turned out to be the most amazing time I had in the house <laughs> still today. Um, and I, yeah, I took that with me because that's the lesson. The number one lesson is that you don't know what you don't know, right? It's like, I didn't know I was going to love this. And I, yeah, to open my mind to other possibilities is... Uh, is what canine taught me definitely yeah and we forget that yeah. yeah and definitely what canine is about I think for me personally like the last 
like the first month in this house, it was like a year. Like you learn so much. You really have to come in with this, with an open mind. And then suddenly you are becoming a whole new person. Like when I first moved into K9, I had never heard about startup entrepreneurs, all kinds of concepts people were talking about. People were talking about open relationships and just different way of living life. And I'm like, who are these people and what kind of way of thinking is this? I don't get it. And then some, you just dive in head first and you are in a complete different place. And now entrepreneur and startups and all kinds of relationship is just a new normal. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, because I think the, 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 the exercise we have to do is to realize that being faced with those new things doesn't change who we are or what we believe. I mean, it can, and it's not right, mm -hmm. but it's, it doesn't, because people are doing things differently doesn't mean we have to. It just means that yeah. it's great to be aware of it. Uh, exactly. To be able to live next to it without being bothered. I think just kind of waking up from what you have been used to and what you have been taught that knowing that there is other ways of doing it, that there is different opportunities out there that the way you were raised or the way you were taught is not necessarily the best way. It's one way and that's completely all right. You can stick with that if you want, but there's also space to try out new things. And it doesn't mean that you have to change how you're usually doing things if you don't want to but there's opportunity to grow in a yeah, different I, direction I, I think that's why it's even more fascinating that you moved in with your mother because questioning how we've been raised is often something we do when we move out from you know the the, the cocoon of our parents mm -hmm. and uh even though thinking about it i could totally picture my mother living in there um I, it's it's such an interesting once again, dynamic, the fact that you guys moved in with your mom, there was actually your mom's idea to move into a co-living. I think it's so brilliant to kind of bring your kids to this and show them this is, okay, we've been living like this and this is what's possible also. Uh, mm. I love that. <laughs> if I ever have kids, they're going to be facing a lot of co-living. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think that's the most healthy way because what I think was one of the biggest like eye-opener for me or biggest um, challenges was that I have been doing my way of doing things for like 20 years and very few people would tell me why like you're doing this wrong why are you doing this because they have known me forever and was like this is just Sophie this is how Sophie does things and no one would maybe question it because you just learn to kind of live with each other like that. Like I wouldn't question my dad because he's my dad and that's how he does things. And now suddenly you come with 50 people. It's like getting 50 boyfriends and you have like a mirror in front of you questioning like, why are you doing like that? Why are you behaving in this way? And you're like, I never thought about that. This is just how I always been doing it. So but thank you for letting me know. And then, like I said before, like discovering different opportunities and different ways of actually like doing life and the whole, like, yeah, doing life. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. And 
I'm, I love that you said mirror because I did Marika's podcast earlier and she used the same word. It's the mirror reflecting uh, a different way of yeah, seeing yourself. And mm. I think you're, you're totally right. Like growing up, we surround ourselves with people that we share a lot with. I mean, we make friends based on yeah, common interests. And moving into the house, obviously we have common interests with some of the people in the house, but I think what brings us together is the, this common will to share a life and not so much like I didn't move in because, or you didn't move in because we all liked dance, for example, or mm. because we're all Danish. So there's, it's less obvious what we share and we need to dig a little bit deeper to find connections. And I think that makes it, yeah. So is, it, is enriching a word? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> richer. <laughs> Let's just make up some new words. I think this is the space for it. <laughs> no that's very true yeah so is that what makes you a, a cool living freak <clears throat> i think what makes me a cool living freak is uh i would say a strength but also some a, a weakness in a way when it comes to myself like lately i've been waking up in the morning and been like what can i do for the community okay, I need to go down and make brunch. I need to like have this event. Like you have all these idea of what you can do to connect with people, to bring people together. And my, a, like a deep value in me is like how, how can we create community and how can we include everyone and how can we bring people together? Um, so sometimes and like that's amazing i love that part of me hmm. but it's also losing myself a bit yeah. in all of this uh, so it's definitely finding some kind of balance um and i think that's life you go in and out of that sometimes i do more myself and sometimes you do more um, community co-living um i'm just thinking no worries <laughs> no like I think for me especially like this way of living and the learnings you make from people and the things that we share together is so important for me and mm -hmm. I can really see how I grow from it I can see how other people grow from sharing being here together and learning from each other and you kind of want to get the most out of it in a way. Yeah. Uh, you want to give so much. Like what's beautiful in life is when we give. And I love that part of people. But it's also, okay, when are we giving too much? When are we giving too little? How do we balance this? How do we, how do we live with 50 people and not losing ourselves, but also kind of staying true to ourselves and keep finding that balance? Mm -hmm. I don't know I hope and mm -hmm. one day we'll find out and somehow I don't hope I will find out because this of just being open and keep taking in I love it but how in the world are we also like you know when you learn so much and you're like just taking in and taking in and somehow you're like okay I just need to stop and be like okay now I know this who am I what am I doing now and 
then you're gonna take in again and then you're gonna like okay now collect myself and finding that and I know I'm not supposed to know who I am now I don't think I ever am supposed to know who I am but still kind of get (laughs) (laughs) no spoiler alert (laughs) 10 years later you don't you still don't know (laughs) that's beautiful uh, no, but I, I can totally relate to this. I mean, I, you said when you first moved in, the first few months feel like a year. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know if you had that, but I, I had a little bit of a honeymoon period as well, where uh, everything was so intense and so new and so crazy. I mean, I say the word crazy and people imagine the worst, but it's basically just sharing breakfast with strangers so nothing like <laughs> nothing crazy but um it feels crazy to someone yeah. who's never lived like that and and I think it's so intense that for the first few months maybe I think it lasted about eight months for me canine can no, do no wrong you know it's like everything's perfect uh yeah. everybody should live like this uh I, that's it period like there's no question uh, and then eventually, after a while, I realized how much work needs to go into creating the magic, right? Mm. Um, and it's not like I suddenly didn't like him. I loved it and still stayed two years more after that. Um, but then you kind of fall into a routine where you see things differently. And actually, it's even more rewarding afterwards, once you've really understood how everything works. And, uh, and instead of being like this, like deer in the light of a car you know it's like oh my god you you actually go much deeper and I think Mm. that's I don't know if you felt that as well I haven't actually thought about it in that way but when you say it now it makes perfectly sense and it's really describing actually how I have been feeling and how it's been for me especially lately and I think especially after being at Borderland uh when we, where we were last year where you kind of saw how much effort people put into small things of if if it's having a a workshop or a pancake booth or like whatever but that of investing so much of yourself and investing like just thinking you start thinking in a different way of like, okay, how can I create this amazing experience? Because when I moved in, I felt like a lot of amazing experiences was created for me. Yeah. And like you say, it was a honeymoon phase because then some, like you had never tried this before of coming. Like I would go home from school, check Slack, and it would be like, oh, today we're doing this. Today we're doing that. And I'm, I was like, oh, wow, I'm getting entertained every day I'm coming home and it's not by Netflix it's actually by people investing time to putting things together to creating things for me that would be something that happened like once a week when we went to a bar and then it's kind of bar creating the whole setting for us but here it was the house it was the people creating dinners brunches game night movie night big events parties um and suddenly you're also becoming one of these people creating these events. And I always been wanted to like host dinners and do a lot of work. 
but it's a bit like coming back to what I meant with a burn before, like there's also I discovered that we can all do so much more and yeah. and that was so exciting for me, like you can have a dinner, but what else can I do besides the dinner? What else can we all do besides just having that dinner and can I put some more effort into this? Can I put some more time and energy into this? Like what would come out of it? And I think that has both been a a magical thing to discover, but also been like a a curse in some ways, because you start doing so much for some for someone or for the house. Yeah. And giving never ends, right? Like... It never ends. And you can always do more. You can always like bake that extra cake or mm. like put more of yourself into it um but in a way i think like you said yeah the magic and the curse uh happens when you start realizing that you can do things like you yeah. said at the beginning things are done and you're kind of observing because you're trying to understand mm. the kind of like the, the social conduct or how, how things work and how things get done yeah. and once you get that then you're you're in for a, a roller coaster of uh, emotions because then yeah then you realize that yeah it's so easy to give uh, exactly yeah and I also think what was kind of um, a big learning for me is how we all can affect the the environment the situation we're in it can be everything from just like everyday life to at breakfast or at a, at a party um it was actually my sister who was amazing we were at the philip's birthday a guy from the house he had created this beautiful setting he removed everything from the floor and made had cushions and lights and it was it was so beautiful. I never seen K9 look like that. I and mean, it's so crazy to have a room you can do everything with and create all kinds of settings. And he had um he had like created like an open stage where people could go up and perform uh what they wanted to. And I came kind of late to the party and I was like, "Oh, what is going on?" And then yeah, you can go up and perform. Sophie, you should so dance or something. I was like, "Okay, I haven't prepared anything." And then suddenly I'm like, oh, I should um, I should find Philip's favorite song and then dance to that. And I was like, but I don't know what Philip's favorite song is and who even knows who their own favorite, what their own favorite song is. And I was like, oh, should I do it? Or like what? I wasn't sure if I should go up and dance. And then I was like, oh, people are kind of standing up like, like they're about to leave. And I was like, oh, maybe, maybe I shouldn't do it. And my sister said, Sophie, if you're going to go up and dance, people will stay. Like, this is what we created to. Like, there's no one saying this party's going to end now. We're all going home. You no, no more people can perform. If you're going to go up and perform, people will stay and watch it. And it doesn't matter what song it is, as long as it's a song that you like, a song that you want to dance to, then it's all going to be fine. And I was like, ah. Oh that's true like it was not like we were going up to perform for philip because it was his birthday he created a space for us to just be ourselves, to share whatever we wanted to share and people had been like showing videos have been 
having speeches, had been singing songs, and it was beautiful. Nothing was perfect. It was just honest. It was just mm-hmm. them being themselves. So I did it, and afterwards, it was the like it was such a huge experience for me. I never just stood up at a party and be like, "Okay, now I'm gonna dance for you guys." <laughs> here I here I go. And after having that experience. I was like, Sophie, we all have the power. You have the power to influence what this event is going to be, what life is going to be. You cannot sit and wait for someone to tell us, oh, you want to do this? You want to go up and dance? No, if you want to go dance, you should do this. You can influence how this house is going to be. If you want to have brunches every weekend, you just say the word and it will be created. Like, this is the perfect playground. If you want to try anything, this is the place to do it because you have 50 people who want to support you, who want to try new things, who is open for new experiences. So you just, like, you just want that from people. You want, like, that's what, like, Jonathan's canines talks. Like, sometimes you don't even know what people's, like, favorite interest is or passion is and what people can do. And this is such a perfect place to do it because everyone is so curious to learn more about you and who you are. And if you have a cool way of sharing that, do it. Wow. That was really, I'm just like, (laughs) for a second, I forgot that I was supposed to ask questions (laughs) so intensely. That was amazing. I think you're so right. And the perfect playground is it's so true because this home really is and the people that makes the home are in enabling you to do pretty much whatever you want it's mm. it's like a it's like and we don't really have that in life usually it's like having a safety net to try mm. whatever crazy idea you have you bring it up and if you're willing to, you know, have the energy and the enthusiasm, there's, you're always going to find like at least five other people who are willing to go crazy with you and exactly. create something. And, and because we live together, it's so much easier because, yeah, you could say, well, I can ask friends around, you know, if you don't live in a co-living. But then mm-hmm. there's all the logistic around, right? It's like, yeah, when can we meet? Someone's working. So here you're just, you know, get outside of your bedroom and you're there you're with someone and exactly. it makes everything so much smoother and uh, and i think it removes the um, yeah it removes the the complication of figuring out a way to just meet and mm-hmm. once you have that out of the way it's just the energy left is really for focusing on the growth or the entertainment or whatever it is that you're doing exactly and i think especially like you said before you go out of your bedroom and you meet people. And what I've experienced is, for example, you want to you wanna get back on track. You want to wake up early and you want to like get started. Like it's, summer is over. You have to get back on track. And the other day, like I have thought about it myself, but, you know, you haven't really gotten into it. And then you go down on second floor kitchen and then suddenly everybody is like, oh my God, I it's such a hard time waking up. Yeah, me too. Okay, should we do something? And suddenly you're like five people be like, okay, 
tomorrow morning we all waking up at seven and then we all woke up at seven was dancing in the kitchen doing morning gymnastics together was drinking coffee and then like got kick-started your day and motivated each other and it was just as simple as going out in the kitchen and meeting like-minded people and suddenly you have ideas coming and it's been like that like that's why I love second floor kitchen because you get so many good ideas in that kitchen of what event oh like this event I heard about we should do something similar we should create a burn or we should create whatever and then just people brainstorming together and suddenly you have a party (laughs) in the kitchen yeah in the kitchen the second floor kitchen is very inviting for this type of um of discussions because it's large Mm. enough but still feels kind of homey around the kitchen island and so yeah I think that's where the best ideas of canine came to life probably (laughs) yeah but I think just that beautiful of like sometimes you sit with an idea yourself and then you meet other people and they think your idea is great and have like ton of ideas to put on your idea and you can really create something super special and unique uh, because everybody have like everybody have so much to contribute with everybody have ideas everybody have different inspiration and yeah together you can make something bigger than than you <laughs> it's, it's so true and i think there's some kind of i don't know if it's positivity the word that i'm looking for but there is some kind of energy in the house that i think we pull each other up or push it to each other up it's like like for example this podcast idea i i was like yeah like you know thinking about it for three years and uh, i never dared to talk about it to anyone uh until very recently and i reached out to a few people including you from from the house and the reaction i had was of course let's do this it's happening like we're doing it now i mean and and so much enthusiasm and not just like, yeah, you should do this. It's nice. Like, we're doing it. Like, give me a date. Like, and I think because we, we all have ideas and we all share our ideas and we all encourage each other, we kind of, it becomes a habit. I don't know. I think it was Kai who said during one of the dinner you organized, uh, one of his life lessons was to, that positivity, be positive and it will bring positivity uh, in your life and I think in a way canine uh, did that I don't know if the word is positivity once again but it's kind of like making you believe that anything can happen everything is possible Mm -hmm. Uh, and for someone like me who really struggle with like uh, self-confidence stuff like that I think it's 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 so powerful super powerful really really powerful and I think I like that like if you have like a positive attitude towards it or a mindset, like positive things would come again. And I think that was very much his message. Like mm. if you go around and think, oh, I can never make this happen. This is like, I thought about it today, actually. We'd like doing changes to ourselves. Like we need to love ourselves to make the changes because if we, if the change we want to make comes from hate or something we don't like about ourselves, it's never gonna stick, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, totally. We, even though we, we know, okay, 
maybe I don't think I'm perfect, but if I love myself and take decisions that comes from love towards myself, that will ultimately be better decisions that even though we say, okay, maybe cake is not good for you, but if you know, okay, cake is good for me in this setting, I know I'll be happy. But okay, what is the best way of treating myself? Is it the cake or something? Like, it's like all these small decisions coming from not saying, don't eat the cake, Sophie, you will hate yourself tomorrow. That's not very nice that, that mm. you're going to be fat. Like, it's such a negative way to uh, approach yeah. uh, life and your decisions. Oh, decision making. <laughs> all this stuff. But if, like, for me, I just thought so much about it today. Like, Sophie, you have to take decisions that is coming from, like, of love towards yourself because that can only be better decisions in life. Definitely. I should write that down. <laughs> I have the, the cake uh, discussion with myself a lot, so... Um... Topic. Sometimes cake is just good for you. <laughs> yeah, more often than not. <laughs> Uh, but I was thinking of jumping uh, back to one thing you said. I mean, we both said that coming out of your bedroom and you have people there. Because mm-hmm. um, we're talking a lot about yeah, sharing, sharing, and like, you know, how wonderful it is to have people around. Uh, of the, the two years you've been in the house, have you ever struggled with privacy? Because you've, you've always shared, right? You were in the bunk beds or mm-hmm. shared the room. I don't, I don't even remember exactly. So I lived in the bunk beds actually since the beginning. Uh, yeah, which okay. means I share a room with six people. So you don't have a lot of privacy there. <laughs> like you have your bed and that's kind of it. So you don't have a wall. So if you're crying, everyone can hear. <laughs> um, I must say in the first year I lived here, I didn't have a problem with privacy. Like I love 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 being social was always using the house and uh, I was so lucky to have my mom and sister in the house so I could also use their room a lot Mm. I think I had I think I had I have had some small periods where I have borrowed rooms uh, from people in the house and have very much enjoyed that of being able to kind of close your door, but yeah. being for yourself. And that is the life for most people in K9. Like it's not that many people living with more yeah. than one or two people in their rooms. Most yeah. people live by themselves or with a with another roomie. Um, but I guess it's very much where you are in life right now. I love being in the bunk beds. I don't mind it at all. I think... Like, I think there's different ways of finding uh, comfort and, and, and privacy. And I think the house is very good of respecting people needing their space and is very good of respecting that we are not able to be social 24-7. If you have an off day, everyone will understand because they have had an off day too. If you're not being the best you, everybody will understand. If you need space, I know I could ask anyone in this house and they will be like, hey, Sophie, if you need my room, 
please go go sleep there for a while I haven't had the need for in the same way but I know everyone will be there for me and like canine is like a like a big pillow (laughs) (laughs) like there's always places to seek comfort and if you need privacy you can always find a corner for yourself and time for yourself um and surprisingly enough like even though there's 50 people in this house sometimes the house can be completely empty and no one is home everybody's out like Sundays with everybody has hangovers like sometimes oh my god I remember in the beginning when I lived here I was like I signed up for co-living where are you all (laughs) where's all the people I totally know that feeling. I remember that um, Marika and I were sharing a room for a long time and we loved it. I mean, I don't know. We found this routine that worked so well with each other and we really, really loved living together. And, um, and she went away for quite a while for work. And I remember being so upset, being like, wait a minute, this is not what I'm paying for. Like, I'm supposed to, <laughs> I'm supposed to have a roommate. I'm supposed to have someone to talk to in the evening. Where is she? Um, it's scary how we get used to it yeah it's it's I mean I would never thought that would ever happen like Mm. things like that but for having lived in the bunk for a little while uh, I also found that I mean I can compare sharing my bedroom with one person and sharing with like five other people and I actually I was a bit worried going into the bunk and yeah it didn't go as well for me as it probably goes for you but I was actually quite uh, positively surprised that everyone is so respectful in the bunk. Mm. Like, because they know that you have so little intimacy, you have like literally this drape that you can close. Mm. Everyone is very, yeah, making sure that they are not stepping uh, over. And it's, it's always very quiet. People are whispering and I don't, I really appreciated that. Uh, I gotta mm. say, and I, oh, at, at times I felt like I actually had, almost more privacy than sharing my bedroom with one person for sure but that's what I think is super interesting because um that of living with six people in a room like that you just go there to sleep like you don't hang out there you go there sleep I I've never slept better because I don't (laughs) use my bed for eating or watching movies or (laughs) hanging out I just sleep there so I sleep really, really well because a bed is only supposed to be a place for you to sleep. And one other thing. But <laughs> you're not gonna, like, I sleep really well. <laughs> what do you mean? What, what other thing? <laughs> no, but actually, it's very interesting that you say that. It's so true. And I it's think so especially people are always like, oh my God, 50 people, so many people. But now I have lived um, during Corona. We were, say, six friends in a summer house together on the countryside to just kind of get away from the city and it was very stressful during corona and to be honest that was almost harder because when you're only six people everyone like you cannot hide if yeah. you are not there everyone will notice when you're 50 people you can easily sneak out there was be 20 other people <laughs> to yeah. keep the party going but when you're only six people you play a way more like a bigger part if that makes sense 
I totally um, think so. Yeah. And I think that's both for like good or bad. Like when you're only six people, you get more of like a family feeling, like you're doing the things you're doing everything together. The, mm-hmm. the six of you or they can also be like five or seven people but then it's a way more intimate feeling and you maybe feel more seen I don't know um but it was I felt it was really interesting trying that constellation yeah. when you had tried with 50 people and be like okay would I prefer a, a smaller community or a bigger community um I, to be honest, I still don't know. Coming back to K9 now, where it's like 50 people and life just goes, yeah, crazy is probably not the word, but it, like I don't have a better word to describe it. Like there's always people around, like a constant flow of things that's happening. And like sometimes you don't even know how much is going on in the house, who is having a workshop, who is doing this meditation course, who is doing yoga, like who is going to the park. and it's a different kind of responsibility you get when it's six people or if yeah. it's 50 people. And yeah, I, I, to be honest, I still don't know what I would uh, prefer, uh, but I definitely learned a lot from both <laughs> those two settings. It's been very interesting. I think it's hard. It would be difficult to pick because both, like you say, have, have uh, positives and negatives. I think maybe in the in the long run i'm just trying to picture myself i think in the Mm. long run maybe you end up in the 50 people house having your group of five or six or seven people anyway Mm. but what the the bigger house offers is every now and and then is a a kind of like a, a bit of fresh air when you bump into someone else, mm-hmm. someone you're not used to hang out with and you end up, you know, you're in the kitchen at the same time and you end up, end up having breakfast and then it's refreshing. Um, yeah. Whereas when you're always with the six or seven people, it's definitely great because you get so close and tight, but then it's always there, always mm-hmm. the same people. And maybe in a way it ends up being like um, if you had a, a family dynamic, uh, so I don't know. I'm just projecting because I haven't experienced <laughs> seven people, but uh, I'm just wondering if that's the case. Because definitely in the house, I had my I don't know. I guess 15 people that I hang out most with, mm. um, and I, I think I've always said that 20 was my number if I had to open my own place, mm-hmm. uh, because half of the people are always doing something and gone and you know, busy. Yeah. So at least I have 10 <laughs> that I can, uh, I can hang with. For but, sure. Uh, like, yeah. I think what is so cool about living 50 people together is, you said, is refreshing. But also, there's some people that you meet and you're like, you had no clue they will impact your life that much. Like, maybe you have your group of five or six and then one evening, this person you probably maybe haven't seen in a long time is coming in, sharing their story, what they have learned. And you learn so much. And maybe it's just going to be that one night you guys spending at the dinner table together. But always kind of having people coming in and out of your life in a natural way, 
without it being a complete stranger from the street, but actually Mm. being a house member that you feel close to and you, like the thing with canine, you already feel connected in a way. There's so many steps you don't even have to take. You can kind of get to the, to the deep stuff, the important stuff with you because you already feel like you're sharing so much and you trust each other. So you, you, you skip the small talk kind of, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, like I love small talking at the kitchen and we're all just having fun but sometimes you end up having very deep conversation at the dinner table and maybe from people that you haven't even talked with that much before mm. and for me those conversations is one getting to know another person which is one of my favorite but also opening up new doors in your in your brain and you were like oh my god I completely forgot that that happened to me when I was a kid oh my god I I had a similar experience and you suddenly have so many new things that you can connect over and like coming down to like we all so much the same and we have all been having very similar experiences and we all kind of growing together and learning from each other in different ways and that's what is so cool especially with k9 because everybody's in different ages and have very different things but somehow there's we can always connect over so many things in our lives and it's so it's like a process we all have to go through some of this the same things bond down Mm -hmm. to the same emotions or feelings like the episodes are of course different and we didn't experience those things with the with the same people but in the core it's kind of the same yeah that makes sense it does it does and you you say have you experienced because that's actually one of my questions like have you had a defining moment or defining encounter like the one you were referring to like ending up somewhere talking to someone and being like wow this person or this moment is really like meaningful Oh, is I can uh, I cannot come with like uh, one example, but like in terms of there is so many experiences yeah. in where you're like, wow, okay, mm-hmm. a ton of realizations about yourself, about humans in general, and how we work. But I think what have been one of my biggest uh, learnings, and what I know I will definitely take with me from this house and what I'm trying to bring out in my education and with other people I meet is this way of sharing mm-hmm. uh, like in the beginning huge fan of sharing circles yeah <laughs> we circled back that's great yeah <laughs> um for me that way of kind of communicating telling mm-hmm. your story is um I'm not, not showing why I'm jumping in now. I'm just going to try to take it from somewhere. It's <laughs> okay. No worries. No. For me, when I never heard about sharing circles before actually moving into K9, uh, my good Italian friend introduced me to sitting circles in this house, which is just a fancy word for sharing circles. But uh, no, this way of everyone is just listening. One person is telling how she or he's doing her life story, her if it's her bad day or good day or whatever. 
he or she feels like sharing. And no one is asking questions. No one is trying to fix you. Everybody's just there to listen and try to understand what you're going through. We don't even have to talk about it afterwards, but that just feeling of opening up to other people, speaking in front of other people, and sharing vulnerable things that you maybe not usually feel comfortable about sharing, what you maybe usually wouldn't like just bring up at the dinner table, but that of creating a space where everyone feels safe and everyone gets to talk and be themselves and share whatever they want to. Like there's nothing right or wrong if you just want to say, guys, I had a shit day. I can't even deal with it. It's fine. If someone wants to open up and be like, hey, I experienced this. It made me feel like that. Beautiful. Because we get to know each other a little bit better and we get time to talk without being interrupted and being yeah. vulnerable in front of each other. Uh, and you have a big group of people who's just there to support you and wants to listen to you. And I think that's probably one of the most beautiful things. <laughs> Definitely. I, I I completely agree. I think she, she, the two sentences, I mean, the one sentence that I heard the most in the house is like, thanks for sharing. And uh, I think this has been, it's so simple, but it means so much. Um, mm. I don't think I've ever had it told to me before, you know, when you say something and you share how you feel and people are actually just acknowledging uh, what you just shared. And I think that's, that's brilliant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it's beautiful. Gosh, I feel like we've covered so much in such a smooth way. I love it. It's just like <laughs> it went. Um, I think I think I only have one last question left. Uh, and it's my favorite question for, for the end. What does it mean for you? Or what makes a home, basically, for you? What makes a home? That's a very good question. Oh, I think if you had asked me... 10 years ago yeah I would have said my old house where I used to live with my mom and sister and dad yeah. now when you have moved to another country and living in a in a place like this my my home is always moving around with me and okay. that can be at when I'm back in Denmark in my summer house or when I'm at my boyfriend's place or when I'm in my sister's bed. That home is, is me and home is where I bring it to because I think for maybe some people it's their room or for Jonathan it was his books. It's it's very individual where where and what home is but I think I bring my home with me everywhere because it's it's me and I want to feel at home everywhere I go and that can make me popular and super unpopular because <laughs> sometimes I feel at home at other police people's homes and they can feel weird about it. <laughs> I personally prefer it like that. I want everyone to feel at home when they're visiting me and want to have it as their home. Uh so this is what I want for others. I want for others to feel at home. So that is also for me. I want to feel at home wherever I go. Uh, 
So my home is me. I love it. This is, I love that. I always ask this question and I get so many different answers and it's, um, it's beautiful. So inspiring. Thank you so much, Sophie, for sharing this time with me. I really, really loved that conversation. Thank you so much, Morgan. This was really amazing. I truly had such a great time sharing stories and emotions with Sophie. I love the love and enthusiasm with which she talks about the house, and I'm amazed at how self-aware she is at barely 24. We both hope you enjoy this too. As usual, you can keep up with the canine community on their Instagram at canine co-living and stay tuned for more talks with co-livers. Mm-hmm.